There are shirts. I love this. Okay, so yes, this is a shirt from Treehouse Creative, who we love. And they sent this to us, I mean, months and months ago when we probably should have gotten to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? How... So, like, the last time we talked to you was the very beginning of quarantine. Mm-hmm. How have you been? How has your quarantine been? How has everything, how how has your life been affected and changed? And how <laughs> have you changed as a person? And how has that affected your comedy? So, it's funny. I actually have a joke in one of my newest sets right now that basically talks about the only answers to when someone asks, like, how has your pandemic been is tired and sad. Like, some days you're a little bit more sad than you are tired. Some days you're a little bit more tired than you have sad. But, like, those are the answers. <laughs> um, so it's it's been good for comedy material in some ways. Um, in other ways, it's been difficult because, like, stuff wasn't funny for a while and, like, people weren't ready to be funny or hear things that were funny for a while. But I think we're coming back around to a place where like I'm starting to do my first shows in person and people are just excited to be out. So they're not yet back to that place of like, you have to try to make me laugh. They're like, we want to have fun and are just really open. So I do like that, but that was a hard, hard year in between. Now's the time to like get out there because people are dying to laugh. You could, anyone can like, (laughs) now's the time. (laughs) Yeah. I think it makes me think like it was um, kind of a miracle that we all got Tiger King when we did because it was the most serious and scary time and everyone got to like have this thing where they were just distracted and we were all collectively just like what the fuck this is crazy and like we hadn't had a collective viewing experience in a really long time because like the way that tv set up now like it's very rare to be watching something more or less in tandem with everyone at once but it was like we all got forced inside this thing got dropped on Netflix and there was nothing else to do and everybody kind of got to do it together. So mm-hmm. I think that piece of it was nice. I mean, being from Tampa, like Tiger King is kind of a hard thing. Cause it's like, we live that guys like, eh. but <laughs> like the collective nature of it was really nice. And like, I think some of my best pandemic experiences have been able to being able to share things like that with people. Like I did, an ongoing Netflix party series to watch the babysitters club with friends. Uh, when the great British baking, so lockdown season came out, I did that with friends. So finding ways to do that in community with other people was really nice. I, I was struck by that too. I was like, we all get to talk about that. Like I even said that about the, uh, pandemic itself. I was like, how often do we all get to experience something together? <laughs> this is magical. We all get the same experience. In some ways, it's pretty cool. But, but I mean, like outside of an election, no one's ever watching the same thing. Yeah, like same thing, same time is so rare now. And yeah. that was, I mean, it was still, of course, like whenever you got to it and you binged or you took your time, whatever, but there was like that two or three week period where that was all anybody wanted to watch and then all anybody wanted to talk about. So there were some like common ground things that 
it wasn't just every time you see your friends, each person has homework of what they now have to watch because the other person's been watching it. Like everyone was doing the same thing. Exactly. It was a miracle. It was a very (laughs) important series. It's important. (laughs) Uh, It's great to see you. It's great to talk to you. I'm so excited. And also, by the way, very sorry we're so late. We had a lot of issues (laughs) leading up to this. It happens. I've done those recordings before where like, somehow every time you do it, it's new. And it's like, why do we never figure out how to do this? Every time I'm just like, you, you just don't know what to expect. You just don't know. You just never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, you ready? Yes. She's ready. She comes prepared. Jackie, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Her computer's not even open. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do need it. You're narrating this. When I open it, it comes right on. It's like picking um, up a piece of paper. All right, all right. Just- <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, Amma, um, we're going to do... We're just going to get... Um, we'll get right into shout-outs. We'll do, like, a little preamble. Our usual stuff. Cool. All right, cool. Which, actually, let me show you, Jackie. I meant to tell you this. Um, we have a shout-out request. What? Oh. Yeah, I the know. Nerve. No! <laughs> the nerve. Even though you're always just like, send us marriage proposals or breakups or something. Oh, I'd love to break up with someone. I know. That would be amazing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I want Give that for you all at some point. I Please let us break it's, up with someone. If it could happen it's on over. the episode where uh, Bobby and Connie break up. Oh, like, yes. You could time it that way. That would be perfect. Oh, yeah, send us, your, send us your breakups. Send us your breakups for that episode. Like, if you can wait until we get to that episode, we will hook it up on the time. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a really good job with it. <laughs> <laughs> We're, okay. All right. Ready? Okay. We're going to start. Re- ready? <laughs> right? Ready? Now, I'm asking myself, are you ready? All right. Here we go. Okay. And a one and a two and a one, two, three. Okay. <laughs> we're Where here. Dude, would you get out of here? We're here with the illustrious, the industrious. I don't know. Man, <laughs> in contestri- con- Concustrious. Ama Marfo. Ama, hello. Jackie, Amy, hello. <laughs> it is. So good to talk to you again. Uh, we were just talking a little bit earlier before we started all this about how the last time we talked to you was at the start of the pandemic. And then I'm was, realizing um, now it was the literal start. Like I, yes. like I, that afternoon, like I took a nap cause like nobody knew what was going to happen with the world. I was like, I'll <laughs> sleep. Right. And then I woke up, I was supposed to go to Texas the next day. That's right. And they canceled South by Southwest, which is like a massive 75,000 person conference and the day before they canceled it and I was so sad but I was like I get to talk about Texas and that's nice so it was the very 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 start of the pandemic that's right it really was so I'm glad you made it through I'm glad we made it through I'm glad we're here if you haven't listened to that episode that is um uh, I just listened to it today that was March what date was that? The set March 17th, March, 2020. That's right. And mm-hmm. that, and I remember that because that's St. Patrick's day, my dad's mm-hmm. birthday. 
and the day that Florida shut down completely, which we all know Florida is a hot fucking mess. So for Florida to shut down, that is a that's when you know. That's when you it's know. It's no small thing. Oh, Florida! Like when DeSantis that ding dong was like, "All right, we're gonna have to shut down on St. Patty's Day." I was like, "Oh, everything's getting really fucked up." Okay, got it. Yeah. And St. Well, Patrick's Day in Boston, like, that's the white people purge. And they were like, stay inside. So I was like, holy shit. What are they supposed to do with all that energy? <laughs> the white people purge for real. They just God. have to puke beer in their own homes. Like animals. <laughs> like it's just a regular Tuesday. Right down the kitchen yeah. sink drain. Like I normally do anyway. So get over it. Oh <laughs> or in the bathtub. Everyone does it in the bathtub. Yeah. It's like you think it yeah. will go down the drain. It just won't. The and toilet's yeah. right there. <laughs> so close so close to the right answer right so the okay so the episode you were on is traffic jam and it was season two episode 16 i feel like we've lived a lifetime since then we it's been like seven years like At it's least. supposedly been 15 months i feel seven years older absolutely i look it i'm a oh i feel i feel it my knees i have back problems yeah yeah everything my just yeah I'm at least 70 in my knees. Guaranteed. I don't laugh anymore. <laughs> Just no joy at any point yeah. for any of this. <laughs> oh, no. We're so happy to have you. So, okay. So, for those of you who haven't listened to that episode, we did a little intro for Ama then, but we've got some new people listening. So, Ama is a writer, comedian, and a King of the Hill super fan. So... I highly suggest you go listen to that episode because it's excellent if you haven't listened to it yet. But also keep listening to this one. Do that later. No, pause this and go listen to that. (laughs) So it makes sense. Right, 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 right. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ama, guests first. We're getting into shout outs. Are you ready? Yes. Great. Please proceed. So I will give my shout out to my sister and her fiance, who both love and watch King of the Hill a lot together. And basically, they're not always like caught up on podcasts, but I know they will listen to this one because I told them that they had to. And also last time they asked me which episode to watch, I said, pick this one because I'm talking about it on a podcast. Yeah, you have to listen to it. So congratulations to you both. I love you very much and enjoy this episode. Yes. What are their names? My sister's name is Nana, and her fiance's name is Dan. Nana, Nana and, and Dan. Dan. Welcome. welcome. Oh, God. We have <laughs> literally said everything the same. Okay, anyway. Welcome, Nana and Dan. We're so happy that you're listening, and your sister rules. Just She's so you know. She's kind of funny and talented. She, she might be the best. Thank you. <laughs> you should be very proud. You should be very proud to live in her shadow. <laughs> She is younger, and that was the case for a while, so I'm sure she'll love you. <laughs> I'm the oldest of four, so I wouldn't know what that feels like, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's tough. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do a, we're going to have a joint shout out here, Jackie and I, uh, because this is, it's kind of a big one, but I'm very excited to do it because it was a shout out request, and we love a shout out request. Yeah. Again, if you want us to break up with someone if you want us to propose to someone if you want us to tell someone that they are not your biological son um or really you you found out that your your one of your parents or both aren't your biological parents 
or you found out something incriminating about somebody in your family or outside of your family. Or if you want to tell someone to simply fuck off, please let us know. We would happily do it for you. Yes. So with that said, we got a really nice one. (laughs) And this is from Danielle G. And I feel like maybe I... I'm going to read the whole thing. Fuck it. All right. So Danielle G says, Hey ladies, hope you are doing well. My name is Danny and I have been a huge fan since the very beginning. I think you had two or three episodes available when I started listening. I know Danny with the eye. That's right. And also a proud patron of Patreon. Ooh, Ooh. thank you. Uh, I wanted to see if it would be at all possible to give my husband a shout out on the show. His birthday and our wedding anniversary is coming up and enjoying your podcast and King of the Hill in general is one of our favorite things to do. Every time we have a long road trip coming up like we do in a few weeks, I save up episodes for us to listen to together while driving, listening to and laughing with you ladies and reminiscing about our favorite King of the Hill episodes makes our trips even more enjoyable than they were before the podcast. It really feels like y'all are along for the ride. This will be our first major vacation in a long time. Hell yeah. As not only are we dealing with a global pandemic, mm -hmm, but we also somehow opened a restaurant this year and are getting ready to expand. crazy they're getting ready wow. to expand who does that during a pandemic Go oh my you. god and you you're so successful you're expanding okay wow he's been working non-stop and i am excited for this getaway with him anyway if you're able to do a shout out alex i just want you to know oh my god i have goosebumps i'm sorry okay alex i just want you to know you are the absolute best and i am proud of you beyond words i love you more than hank loves propane and ahead of our first anniversary i want to thank you for one year of outstanding service oh Oh my god okay hold on hold on so okay so their their restaurant is yukon pizza in las vegas Ooh. Oh, it's so hot there right now. And they're making pizza. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Danny, thank you so much for sending this in. I hope that we got this in time for the anniversary shout out. And the birthday. And the birthday. Happy birthday. That was so sweet. I literally got goosebumps reading that. Thank you. Thank you. What was the name of the restaurant again? Yukon Pizza in Las Vegas. Thank you. So lovely. Wasn't that so sweet? Oh, my goodness. All right. Ama. Jackie, yes. what are you doing? I'm trying to, I'm just looking it up, but don't worry about it. <laughs> I just got these new press on nails 10 minutes ago, so I'm learning how to type. <laughs> feel it's like the hand equivalent of like a baby deer learning to walk. We were like, how does this work? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> she looks like it. I so. don't know how to pick things up anymore. I'm just like. <laughs> Forget about wiping your ass. Done. Done. Hey, good luck with that. Well, we're out of the pandemic, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Wiping your ass? Ever again. Bold. <laughs> All right. I am going to go to the bathroom real quick, and then we'll come back and we'll get into the episode. I'm going to pick a book route, which I've been very nervous about doing. But it's been rattling around in there, and I've had enough. Uh-huh. Well, don't go, too, don't go too far. I'm worried about your brain. <laughs> it's like no, but those new nails, she doesn't know how to use them. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. Um, how how's your brain and your nose? It's great. You know what? It's actually a lot easier with the nails. Oh, good. Got it right, right out. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So 
Alma, as you know, feel free to interrupt at any point if you want to interject and make a comment on a particular scene, quote, moment. Please feel free. Well, she's telling the whole episode. So. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, did we not tell you about that? Um, no, no, no. I, guess I mean, good we'll thing this it. episode's about improv, so. <laughs> right. There we go. So there she goes. Yes, I am telling this episode. <laughs> and I have a <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Get Don't look at my nose. I'm not looking at the. God damn it. All right. <laughs> All right. Are you looking literally you're, right at You're me? literally looking at the. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right. Air date April 16th, 2000. Yes. I think somebody had, yeah, I think somebody had something to say about that. I do. So at some point. We were doing things that happened in history on the air date. Mm -hmm. And turns out, April 16th, not a whole lot in terms of, like, actual events. Mm -hmm. But here's what I learned. Number one on the music charts, Maria Maria by Santana. (laughs) Maria Maria. I'd rather be listening to Maria Maria. Maria. (laughs) Uh, In the UK... Fill Me In by Craig David was in the top five, but it was not number one. And I don't know why they said that if it wasn't number one, but whatever. Fill Me In. Fill Me In. Is that like a different way of saying like, fill me up? Fill Me In with come, Right? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I don't know. Now I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. I don't remember. Like, I know the song, but I don't remember if like, that's what he meant. Probably I not. I think we're just really gross. It's just like, <laughs> I didn't get to the meeting. Please, like, fill me in. Listen, Pop in the 2000s was, like, very subversively sexy. So it actually True. might have been what he meant. Like, we don't know. I want to zoom uh, in. Number- boom, boom. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'll say. See? There you go. <laughs> number one movie, Rules of Engagement with Tommy Lee Jones and Samuel L. Jackson, which I barely remembered until I looked it up. Wow. I've literally never watched it. Oh, my God. Tommy Lee Jones and who? Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. Okay, two heavy hitters. It makes sense. The it pairing makes, makes sense. Yeah, it does. The poster looked familiar and I was like, I do not remember this movie existing at all. <laughs> and then the last thing is DVDs were starting to phase out VHS tapes. They had not done it yet, but it was starting to happen. Oh, so we weren't even done with DVDs at that point. We were getting started. Just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so the episode, uh, meet the Propaniacs, the, we, um, the first time we see Bobby, he's with Connie and they're having a very like, uh, young married couples moment where he's sitting on the couch and her feet are on his lap and he's just like, whoever did your pedicure is an animal. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go back to them. Uh, but he's like reading the paper, right? Yeah, oh, she's reading a magazine. She's reading. And he's then, painting her toenails. That's right. Because yeah. he's incredible. And uh, he sees on like on the back of whatever page she's reading that there's an ad for a camp. And it's a comedy summer camp. Perfect. Right. So mm-hmm. he takes this idea to Hank and he's like, I'd like to go to this summer camp. And he was like, actually, I thought you might want to come and work at strickland propane for free as a tank wipe 
And um, again, you're not going to get paid in money, but you will get paid in experience. And again, it's propane. So oh, hello. <laughs> God, how cool is that? Are you kidding me? Fuck off, Hank. <laughs> no. Also, Bobby, I'm sorry, but you know with this, this is the situation. You don't go to your dad first. You go to your mom who then talks mm-hmm. and convinces your dad into letting you do this. That's so true. Why are you? Why would you go to Hank? I know. Dad, I would love to go to this comedy uh, camp that I read in The New Yorker. Every All of those words. He's like, absolutely not. Yeah, that that was the part that got me. It was like, Hank's like, the New York Times Magazine, a production of the New York Times newspaper. Oh, Bobby. And I was oh, like, that's Bobby. so <laughs> funny. <laughs> but He's we, so disappointed. <laughs> we do know that yeah. Connie reads The New Yorker from her binder. That's true. And, and yeah. I think her parents also do the crossword together. It's very competitive. Yeah, people that do the crossword take it very seriously. And they have a spelling bee thing, too, on their app. And, like, people are like, this is the thing I have to do to, like, get my day going, which, okay. But, yeah, definitely intense. not, like, a Hank Hill, <laughs> I'm going to no. be enthusiastic about this type thing. No, no, he's explicitly said, like, the New Yorker will not come into this house. Right. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, so he's <laughs> not on board with this at all, but, uh, uh, so he's just like, no, but like better news, you'll be spending the summer working for free at Strickland. So don't worry about it. Oh, um, so we cut to Bobby. He's starting his, I guess, summer middle school internship at Strickland <laughs> and <laughs> he's learning all these propane facts and what learning about, accessories of sorts and everything you could imagine. And, um, and he's bored, of course, because it's very boring. And with his creative mind, he sees a couple spatulas, uh, grill accessories, if you will. Mm -hmm. And he looks at them, but he doesn't just see spatulas. He's able to think like, no, these are more than just spatulas. And he pulls his shirt up and he starts like, drumming on his belly with him and (laughs) joe jack's just like hey what's up with that like what are you doing like can i be a part of that oh i'm feeling this yeah what you're doing is very cool and interesting well and it feels like a very whose line is it anyway type move because it's like hey this object what else could it be and he's like these aren't spatulas they're drumsticks or whatever i'm like good job that's solid improv instincts that's true i forgot about that part of whose line where it was just like here's like half of a hockey stick like just go back and forth and figure out what it is oh man i used to love that show yes of course with colin mockery not (laughs) colin (laughs) quinn not colin quinn i'm pretty sure Ava was it you who pointed that us pointed that out to us i can't remember who it was that sounds sounds like like a thing i would do (laughs) and thank god because it would drive me crazy. If I was a listener, it would drive me crazy if someone was just like, Colin Quinn was on Who's Line? And then never <laughs> rectified it. It would drive me insane. Thank God someone said something. Uh, okay. So Bobby is bored at this internship. He's drumming on his belly with uh, spatulas. And um, Hank's just like, don't do that. Those are spatulas. That's not how you use them. That's inappropriate. Um, it's just the worst right it's the worst right um oh god damn it i can't imagine it'd be like 
the most boring place you could ever work at, I feel like would be like a Verizon store. It'd be like that. Come intern <laughs> for free at my Verizon store. A and nightmare. just watch people resist you upselling things on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I, I go just in for want something. a phone that makes phone calls. All I want is the same thing I had and then you made it stop working. I just want it to work and so I could go back to my life. I don't care. That's yes, my we'll entire thing. It's my entire thing there. And then like... So I have like a very old iPhone, but they keep making them too big and my hands are very small. So like, they're like, oh, you could take this one. And I made the guy, I was like, watch me try to hold this. I will drop it the second I leave the store, which is great news for you, but really bad news for me. So stop it. I can't (laughs) hold any of your big phones. (laughs) I know those phones are so big now that I have to like hold it. Instead of holding it and using my thumb, I have to use my other hand and I look like the oldest person ever. (laughs) I hate it. I try so hard to make my thumb reach so I can look cool, but it's too big. The phones are too big. We got to do something about it. Make them smaller. Back to Zoolander phone size. Yeah. We do like this. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I started like researching uh, those like old school Bluetooth. (laughs) I was like, so tiny. Perfect. Perfect. There you go. Goodbye. Um, now we cut to there's like an event where they're selling grills. It's a grill selling event. Grill stravaganza. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank both of you. It's a grill stravaganza, and uh, there are people there, and they're rowdy and excited about their grills. But an emergency: the grills aren't there yet. They are running late. Mm. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is like a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, it's like knowing that it's like having people come to like a concert, like for Led Zeppelin. And then (laughs) I don't know, like Robert Plant doesn't show up or it's like being at a Chinese buffet and they run out of General Tso's chicken. Oh, perfect. Oh, sure. And everyone's just like, I will riot in this fucking establishment until I get my chicken. Yeah. What the fuck are <laughs> any of us doing here? <laughs> and like, so you he- bring back the general right now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. People are like, it's a ticking time bomb. Like Hank knows, like if, if people don't get their grill soon, it's going to be a full on disaster. And Dale's little troll ass oh, really yeah. sets them all off. Doesn't he? He overhears, he overhears them saying like, the grills are running late. And he's just like, why? He turns around and he's just like, where's my grill? (laughs) Where is it? (laughs) So it alerts everyone and people start like getting like, Nancy and where is it? I'm here. I want my grill. And uh, Hank doesn't know what to do. They're freaking out. Buck's freaking out. And then Bobby... Bobby is always coming to the rescue. Always. But he's just Mm -hmm. like, something has to be done. And he looks at Joe Jack and he's like, follow my lead. Okay. So uh, he ties his shirt into like one of those sexy, like. He puts it over his head. Oh, over his head. So not. I was thinking he like did a bikini. Yeah. His full nipples are out. He puts it over his head. He freed those nipples. Both of them. Free them. Go for it, Bobby. (laughs) I think it's, I mean, like it doesn't add anything to the, but it's great. Right. Yeah, it's not like, okay. But his nipples are fine. And uh, he puts a propane tank on his head and he's like, 
I'm gas head and I'm here to like fucking make you laugh, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Joe Jack does the same thing because he's following his lead and he's like, me too. Ha ha ha. And everyone's just like, ah, this is so funny. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm distracted. I'm not thinking about where my grill is. I'm into this and I'm focused. And at first Peggy's like, because Peggy's there and Peggy's like, oh man, Bobby, Bobby, stop it. Like, don't make fun of propane because your father cannot handle that. He takes it very seriously, obviously. And we see Hank and it almost looks like he's about to vomit. Like he's kind of like, like his cheeks are puffing up, his lips are puffing up. And then like a laugh just clumsily spills out of his face (laughs) because he finds it so funny. It's like, it's like he's laughing for the first time. it is literally the first time we've heard a real laugh from Hank. Like this is a full on belly laugh from Hank. And it's, it feels like a million orgasms watching it. I will say <laughs> it does. It's episode. He laughs so much. Yes. And it's so good. It's beautiful. It's so nice here. No him wonder laugh. why Bobby tries so hard to make him laugh. God damn. Well, he needs to think about his audience because he's doing it wrong. <laughs> well, and it's funny to me because it's, it's like a moment where you can tell that like Hank very clearly has a very specific sense of humor, but it's also like there are things in the song that kind of like let him know that Bobby was listening when he talked, even though he was like, I don't understand any of this. So I have to feel like some of that laughter is also just like he heard me and then he made it something that like everybody else could understand. And like that was a very like melt my heart moment. So I'm like, there's so much in that laugh. And I was like, You're- oh, God absolutely right like not only is this incredibly touching but it really speaks to bobby's improv skills because to come up with a song on the spot is so difficult i i i will never be able to do it unless it's about my cat um but (laughs) i'm still inspired right but he comes up with this song and it like rhymes and everything it's not just random words and it contains all of these like really weird complex facts about propane yeah and he just comes up with it yeah he does a great job and and i will say i think like what i love about this episode is like because hank laughs so hard personally i remember like being younger and when i would make my dad laugh like that i feel like i won a gold medal like i felt like i accomplished I like nothing compared to that. Like getting a mm-hmm. good, hearty, actual, real laugh out of your dad. Why is it so hard? My dad's hilarious. Sometimes it feels like it's pulling <laughs> fucking teeth. Like what's going on here? So when I would like get a really good one or hear him laugh really hard, I was just like, yeah, I did it. I'm good. I'm funny. <laughs> so I bet that was just like this. I mean, there's there's nothing more validating than that, especially for Bobby. Like I, you know, my dad and I were best friends. For Bobby and Hank, it's it's difficult. I can only imagine mm-hmm. how Bobby felt getting that laugh out of him. Oh, not just making your father laugh, but like uh, uh, just ha- proving that a thing that he thinks is irrelevant in some way, uh, showing like finding a way to show it to him that he likes it Mm -hmm. 
is so validating. It's like, this is my passion and I figured out a way to make you enjoy it. Right. Like Bobby's improv. His yeah. Comedian, like, yeah. Like yeah. a, like a way to help your parents understand something that you feel like they don't understand. Like that's also very affirming. Like sure, yeah, I want to do yeah. this when I grow up and they just don't get it. And he found a way for him to get it. So it's like, it's a funny episode, but it's also like really emotional in that sense. Truly. Yeah. Do you find that to be the case in comedy with your parents? Yeah, like, my parents are both very funny. They're funny in different ways. But, like, Mm -hmm. to Amy's point, it's the greatest thing in the world to get my parents to laugh. Because, like, Mm -hmm. they really get into it. And, like, there are a lot of things that sometimes we'll both find funny. But also because they weren't born in the U.S., there are things that, like, they just don't get. So there are things that I joke about. And they're like, we don't understand why that's funny. It's heartbreaking when that happens. Right. It is. It's so hard. Like, the thing that I remember best, and it's a weird example, but also based in the year 2000, actually. Perfect. Well, I think it was 2000, um, when Shrek came out. So I love Shrek more than most adults, like, a lot. And <laughs> Interesting. I, okay. Shrek has... I, I, lo- I just, I think adult. it's, it's really smart and, like, really well written and, like, there's great actual comedy in it. Yes. And I was watching it with my dad, because he's always the one that, like, I'll watch funny movies with. And, like, half an hour in, he was just like, can we pause it for a second? And we paused it. And he's like, I don't get it. And, like, half an hour in is still the part where it's, like, all the nursery rhyme characters. But he didn't grow up with those stories. So if you don't know who any of those characters are, Shrek is a really different movie. So it was something that I enjoyed a lot. And he's just, like, I don't under... He's, like, I want to get it, but I don't get it. So, like... Right. Knowing that things like that would miss whenever I do have a joke and my dad gets it, like, that feels really good. Because it's, like, we're on the same page. We come from different places, but we figured out how to make this work. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's so Truly, interesting. Yeah. Oh my it's God. like in Harry Potter when Harry, <laughs> when Harry and Hermione don't understand like the wizarding like nursery rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot like that. <laughs> that's kind of what it's like. Yeah, because they didn't grow up with it. Rabbit or like in the, the hopping, hopping stone bucket or, or something. something. Yeah. Yeah, like they never they never learned it. There was no reason for them to. So then right. other people get it and there's just like there's not anything wrong with it per se, but like you're a step behind or you miss other people because those things don't connect. Right, right. Wow. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That's a great example, Amy. <laughs> I thought you were crazy at first, but that's exactly I, I feel like I felt how your father felt when I was <laughs> listening to them read their nursery run. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't get it. I'm gonna need yeah, exactly. about these nursery rhymes. <laughs> and then there I'm was sure we'll get one. And then there was Oh yeah, yeah, there was, yeah. <laughs> of course. Anything to make that money. Okay. <laughs> they know I have to buy it. All right. <laughs> um so Bobby saves the day at this uh Grill, grillathon, grill stravaganza, grill stravaganza, <laughs> uh, and Hank's like, you know what? I validate you because that was funny. I'm into it. What else can we do with this? Right, right. right. Uh, and they assemble a team, a team of all stars. <laughs> <laughs> They've got Donna from accounting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who has no lines in the entire episode. But I did the top make of my page. Why doesn't Donna from accounting have lines? Like, Thank you. Right? <laughs> why don't we see her doing her improv? I would like to know. Oh, exactly. And it's the same thing in our erotic fan fiction, right? Because she's involved in that. <laughs> Peripherally. Is she really? 
Isn't it? Isn't she? Isn't it Donna? Apparently, all well, of them and they're the fucking well, yeah. And that's the other thing is like there are a couple Donnas. So like, there's the Donna that works right. at Strickland after Debbie leaves, but then there's right. also this Donna who is in a different department, which is I guess explains why we've never seen her before and never see her again. But she doesn't have any lines. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. And I would like to see more Donna from accounting. Yeah, she's got that ponytail. She runs out with all of the energy in the world. She seems nice. Yeah, she seems great. I, I get the sense that she's a solid contributor. Yeah, reliable part of the team. Absolutely. But we never hear from her. There's a lot I know. of trust there if you're on an improv team with her. Right. Mm-hmm. They got mm-hmm. Dale, and Dale gets lines, but Donna doesn't. I. They work- have Joe Jack, who literally shows his penis to the audience. <laughs> he literally shit his diaper. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Yes. I baby when he was drunk. <laughs> I shit my diaper and then I'm gonna drop it off. And they're like, you know what, we'll keep you on the team. <laughs> Donna, you still yeah. have any lines. <laughs> All right, sorry. Please continue. So they've got Donna from accounting. They've got Bobby, of course. They've got Joe Jack. And um they bring Luann in. Uh, well, because Buck wouldn't pay for the t-shirts if Luann wasn't on the team. That's right. <laughs> Um, and then Dale ends up playing keyboard for. <laughs> I love it, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was the case he made for himself because he was like, I can make anything funny with the music, and then does it in the alley with Bill getting the beer, which is the silliest audition, but also very effective. <laughs> I know. And Bill's cracking up, like <laughs> he was just grabbing a beer, but it was so funny with the music, like i'm he, telling you they're best friends whether they want to admit it or not they the, are best friends the best friends but also dale this is the se- at least the second time we've seen dale playing piano oh yeah i, mm-hmm. I, I just want to know more about that a piano player it's, he does it again too when in uh the blue the bluegrass is always greener that's right yes he does yes he does hard to play piano hell yeah i'm just saying yeah he he's good he's good all right anyway so they have this team and they start doing all of these improv shows at all of the different Strickland locations. And I love it because it'll just like, there's like a montage where it just shows them like in their propane. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm so sorry. I'm all over the place. Um, please forgive me. I, I watched this episode in the shower again and I had to take my notes by taking screenshots and scribbling like pictures. And I don't understand what half of them mean. But <laughs> just like a caveman. <laughs> I'm always in a state of panic. (laughs) Um, But uh, when they first assemble this team, they're like, we're going to have an improv team. And Peggy's like, you can call it the propane maniacs. (laughs) And Bobby's like, no, we'll call it the propaniacs. And then, which is much better. I mean, it makes sense. And then he's, Everyone's just like, go Propaniacs. And then you hear Peg in the back, Propaniacs, Propaniacs. <laughs> it's just a really good, like, Peggy line. They squeezed this in constant there. theme with her refusing to call it Propaniacs. No, yeah, she's like, like, she's like, I'm right. And it's whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's, and it, I feel like it falls within the tradition of like improv teams just having silly names. Like, that's just part of it. <laughs> but the other thing that I like is, as Bobby gets the opportunity and it's a little bit of Hank saying it, a little bit of Buck saying it, 
like he kind of has a very clear idea right away of what he wants it to be. So like, it's a little bit of improv. It's a little bit of sketch. And like, he just knows, like he has all of those skills in his disposal. It's like, I've been waiting for this opportunity to come to me and I am ready. And that was just so fun. Absolutely. He has, he has been waiting for this opportunity. And it's Mm -hmm. another validating moment too, because um, I think at one point he's talking to Hank and, and, uh, I think he just says something about like, you know, there's so much to know about propane. Like I've learned so much from you. And, and Hank's just like, well, you, you know so much about comedy. Like, and that must've just been such a validating moment too. Like he, he looked, Bobby looked so proud when Hank said that to him. Yeah. And, and again, it's one of those things where it would never occur to Hank to try to explain something in like a language or a version of explanation that Bobby would get And then this kind of gives him the opportunity to be able to make some of those connections. But yeah, Hank is very much somebody that will explain it the way he understands it and then just assume everybody is as excited as he is. And as you see over the course of the show, most people don't respond to that, but he never really thinks of another way to do it until this. And I think this is the one time where he's like, someone else might need to hear it differently. I should explain it this way. Oh my God. You're so right because earlier in the episode, literally when Bobby's there and he's bored as shit and Hank's explaining something about a fucking gauge, he's he's excitedly talking about this gauge for a propane tank and Bobby's bored as shit, but he the only it's exciting for Hank and only Hank and only Hank understands what he's saying. So you're you're absolutely right to bring up that point. Like Hank Hank is not going to be able to explain what he's into in any other way besides Hank language. Whereas Bobby can make it work for literally anyone. Or now, did either of you have teachers like that? Because I know I definitely had teachers like that who I was like, I can tell you know a lot about this and nothing about how to convey it to other people. And that can make <laughs> things really hard to learn. You have a lot of knowledge in this area, but like very little in how to like connect with people. So it, there's that barrier. Right. So it, we can't speak the same language. It's impossible. Um, Propane maniacs. Propane maniacs. Propane maniacs. So they're going to uh, different Strickland locations and events. uh, And I love that there's a montage of them like uh, doing their shows and they have their, the propaniacs t-shirts. And uh, we see clips of Joe Jack wearing a diaper and a bonnet because he's a big baby and other people wearing costumes. Uh, We see like a map of Texas and it, (laughs) shows their starting point and then it like goes like half a centimeter over to their like destination that map is my favorite thing it's just a giant map going such short distance i know that is my favorite part of the whole episode it's such a stupid little visual gag but i die every time i see it (laughs) they're just it's presented in a way where it's just like they're going everywhere <laughs> but it's just like a like it should be like dots because you could walk to this location <laughs> yeah um so they're just going everywhere and they're everyone's cracking up they love this propane humor and they end up getting an invitation to the propane super dome experience <laughs> What it, what's it called? The 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 propane Super Bowl. The, it's the it's the Southwest Propane Trade Show and Conference. Thank you. It's Mama. one of those things. If you, I'm sure, like, see if you can guess which one. 
<laughs> he was probably right. <laughs> it's either the propane super dome, super bowl, or the conference. Or the Southwest, the Southwest no, propane trade show. Propane conference. conference, conference. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. Um, and everyone's just like, we have received a formal invitation to this con- this propane conference to perform our propane improv sketch comedy for the commissioner Charlie Fortner. Yeah, Fortner. Yeah, that guy. The king. The the pro- the president of whatever gas gas. <laughs> the He's king in charge of the conference. President. The yes. I swear to God, I just watched this in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing you're doing great don't worry <laughs> thank you okay it's, it's going awesome we're fine <laughs> right we're great. everyone can follow it yes okay good yes I'm, i am on this ride let's go okay good 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 okay so they're just like charlie fortner invited us to this thing that's huge that person's big and uh and everyone's excited except you see joe jack and he's just like charlie fortner <laughs> He's the president. I've never. Oh, he even says I've never uh, met a president, uh, yeah, except for Patrick Swayze. But he's not a president. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, can we please have an episode uh, about you meeting Patrick Swayze? Can we just talk about Patrick Swayze all the time? And if you could, would you rather meet Patrick Swayze or a president? I would rather meet Obama and then and then Patrick Swayze. Oh. I don't know, though. I don't know, because Patrick Swayze is now dead, so if I could meet him, I'd meet him. Well, it's not a monkey paw situation. Like, you would meet him when he was alive. It wouldn't be like him coming from the grave. I'd probably meet Obama first. But Yeah, I know that makes sense. And then, immediately after, Patrick Swayze. And I would be way more excited about Patrick Swayze, because what a fucking hottie. What about you, Alma? Oh, gosh. I mean... Obama feels like the logical answer, but like Obama wasn't in Point Break, so like it's hard to say, right? I like know. I know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why, but my first thought was like, okay, Patrick Swayze or Nixon? Obviously, oh Patrick my god, Swayze. yeah. Wait, can we, wait, can we count? Nixon. You met Richard Nixon? Yeah, I went trick or treating at his house, and he gave me a Crunch Bar, and I took a picture with him. Was it a small one or a king size? It was a small one, a of fucking small it was. one. Uh, the, I'm well, sure paid for my taxpayers. So, <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, given his economic policy, he could afford to give full size ones, but only gave out bite size. Rude. I didn't. Want, I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun size. So, How dare he? Guy. it's not all he, he's cracked up to be. I'll say that. Would you fictional presidents count? Yeah. Okay. So, Will Forte the actor has played Abe Lincoln like three different times. So if I could pick a president, I would meet one of the three times that Will Forte has played Abe Lincoln. Oh, oh my God. God. I love Will Forte. He is he's the best. So, he's so good. Damn. That opens a lot. If we're talking about fictional presidents, that opens a lot of them. Or like mm-hmm. fictional portrayals of real presidents. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause Lincoln okay, is okay. like, cause Lincoln is real, but him as played by Will Forte is obviously not the right. same. Mm. I'm still crazy for Swayze, though. I gotta say. It's a good answer. Has Swayze ever played a president? He hasn't. Not that I know of, but he should have. Yeah. Okay, we need to have another spinoff episode where we talk about what President <laughs> Patrick Swayze would play. <laughs> I think he should have been on, what is it, what's it called? Air Force One? What's that movie? With oh, yeah, yeah. Air Force, Force One. One. Air Force One? Air Force One, right. 
Get off, get off my plane, damn it! Although there's like Point Break type connections to that. That checks out. There's gotta to be throwing people off a plane. You Where, know, didn't they wear masks? They wore masks. Is anyone interested in this at all? <laughs> it's just us, <laughs> and that's why we put it on the Patreon and we make people pay to listen to it. I want to talk oh, about amazing. it so bad, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to exercise restraint, but I really want to get into it. All right. All right. Go, go. So sorry. I'm sorry. (sighs) Where was I? No. (laughs) The map of Texas. And then they're going. And then Charlie Fortner invited them. Yes. To the propane conference. And Joe Jack is nervous about this. Everyone else is excited. Joe Jack is nervous. He's like, I don't know if I can handle this emotionally. I don't know if I can handle this. I've never met a president. Patrick Swayze is one thing. Not a president. And also his mother works for Charlie Fortner. That's mm-hmm. intense. Although you would. Is that what he said? Yeah. He's like, my, yeah. my mother is his housekeeper, I think. Oh, I yeah. thought he just said my mother was a housekeeper. Just out of nowhere? I think he was trying to downplay who he was. And Oh, I, I know. Have no, I, have I know, no but he had come from humble beginnings. Right. I come. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought. Well, and this is the closest we get to like a Joe Jack backstory episode. Origin Which is odd because he's there most of it, and like Enrique gets one, like Roger to an extent gets one, right? And this is the closest we get to really learning anything about Joe Jack, which is it's a little sad when if this is all the information we have yeah, to go this on, is it's a little bit of a bummer. It's truly, truly sad. I thought that too. I was like, oh my god, he's so he like he feels so badly about himself. Like he he's terrified of like the Texas propane president, like. That he gets shit hammered and busts windows on cars. Poor guy. And shows his penis to everyone. I know. And shits his diaper. In front of everyone. Aww. Rough, rough day for him. Although rough. it was one of those things where it occurred to me that like there was never a storyline with like him and Bill together. And I think that could have been interesting. <gasps> oh my God. The most depressing episode. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, were like how a wild B plot. Yeah, like a wild B-plot, but like somehow that ends up improving Bill or like showing Bill perspective on who he is. Like, like, you know, we gotta write write this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I have complicated feelings about Joe Jack because, uh, in the Pretty Pretty Dresses episode, he was one of the people that was attacking Bill for wearing a dress. And I, that like stuck with me because I was just like, not Joe Jack. Right. I don't want to think, and I like to like... Characters kind of vary their episodes where Hank's really good and sensitive and Hank like episodes where he's just like not getting it. So I'm trying to like split that up in my mind. I'm like, oh, well, that was like a shitty Joe Jack. And now we have a good Joe Jack. But um, that is shitty. But yeah, it's a good point. He's stressed. Bottom line is he's stressed about this coming up. And uh, I don't know that he has the coping skills to handle doing improv in front of the president. I wouldn't. Doesn't seem like he does. I don't think. No. Uh, So we cut to the day of the show at the conference and he, uh, or no, he, uh, everyone is like backstage and they're just like, they, they figured out like, all right, they have like the bones of what they're going to do. They want to bring Charlie Fortner on stage. It's going to be so funny. And Hank's, Hank is involved in the improv. Well, he's, like, part of, like, the actual, like, they're all stretching and deciding what they do. And he's like, well, you know, Charlie Fortner is kind of a funny guy. So he's, like, giving them ideas and pointers and stuff. Yes. 
But I didn't know he was involved in the actual improv. In the show? Like doing, like performing. He's not supposed to be. Well, he is. He hadn't been up until this point. Until he... Okay, continue. Sorry. So he gets involved. I don't know why, but he does. And um, because Joe Jack is breaking stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Because Joe Jack is breaking stuff. Is that why he's supposed to... Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) He's supposed to play... Joe Jack is supposed to be the, the the gas cop. Oh, I thought he was supposed to be the baby. He is also supposed to be the baby. How can he play two parts? It, that's called talent, baby. Okay. Okay. Quick costume changes. That's right. All right. So, <laughs> don't tell anyone, but <laughs> that's how Hank got involved because Joe Jack was too busy getting hammered. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God. <laughs> I swear to God, just watch this in the shower. Um, so Hank, and he's doing great, like for somebody who hates improv and has no experience, but um, he's like playing the cop in this scene and uh, they're getting ready to like perform and they're like, where's Joe Jack? And Luann's like, oh, well, I saw him drinking out of his flask. And then also I wasn't going to say anything, but he was like punching out windows in cars in the parking lot. Um but that's none of my business. And <laughs> everyone's just like, oh, yikes. <laughs> that might be an issue. Okay. Ooh. So I guess that's how Hank ends up being like, I'll be in the scene then instead. Mm. Uh, so they are trying to stall and Hank's like, uh, Dale, don't start the music yet. And Dale's like, got it. And he starts the music. And he immediately starts it. <laughs> and then once it starts, he's like, I can't stop it. <laughs> so everyone just runs out clapping, getting ready to start the show. They like take their little improv poses. And then now the show, the show. <laughs> Amy, Amy's very uncomfortable. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Imagine being in it. I can't. That's why I won't. It's hard and embarrassing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> As it should be. As yes. it should be. You're right. And um, so everyone runs out and they start the show sans Joe Jack. We're not going to worry about him. We're, we just got to get through the show. And Hank has taken his place. And so Hank comes out in his little like uh, cop's hat and he's just like, he points out, uh, Fortner in the audience and their plan is to bring him on stage and he's just like I'm pulling you over because you are using like the wrong fucking gas and you are in trouble mister get up here and they bring and at first Charlie Fortner's just like no thank you no 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 thank you and then Hank is like uh and demonstrating excellent improv skills instead of just yeah. being like oh okay no he's just like he's just going with it he's just yes anding this man's refusal to be in the scene and he's like ah no resisting arrest punk and uh he forces this man to come up on stage and he's pretending to arrest him and then joe jack shows up and he's wearing a shirt and a diaper and a bonnet and everyone's like what is going on and he's just like I shit myself. (laughs) And they're like, what? And then his pants drop to the floor and he's just like, baby made a noopsie. (laughs) And everyone's shocked. 
And instead of stopping the scene, Hank's just like, no, this is all part of it. Uh, like <laughs> everyone's laughing hysterically about getting flashed by a big old dong and shit stained diapers. Like, <laughs> oh my god! If I, I've like, I've unexpectedly seen like a baby penis and was so shocked. <laughs> I can't imagine seeing a grown man penis. It was like at a fountain, like at a park, and it was like a two year old naked, and I was, I was still just like, oh my god, <laughs> and like. It would be different if you were, like, at an improv show, but, like, they're, like, conference attendees are technically at work. So just seeing, like, an adult man's junk having shit himself at work? Now everyone's something else. Everyone's suing. Oh, my God. But they're all laughing hysterically. They're like, ha, ha, oh, shit. This is good stuff. This This is comedy. I know. They're like, this is really good. And Charlie Fortner is the only sane one. And he's just like, what? What is the meaning of this? What is going on? And Hank's in the, in, you know, playing his role. And he's just like, shut up. Like, you're arrested, you piece of shit. He's and doing he, a really good job at being a cop because he's. I, he's would, I thought force. I thought the same thing. I was like, <laughs> that really got into the excessive force part of the he cop. Sure did. Right so, off the bat. Despite, right off the bat. Despite the fact that everyone is watching, he's just like, I don't give a shit. You're under arrest. And he starts groping him. And we hear like a crunching sound and like uh, a crinkle, like a a crinkle crunching. And I didn't pick up on this the first time I watched it. Um, I was just like, oh, he's got like a thick ass. (laughs) That's nothing wrong with that. Why is everyone stressed about it? (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Hank's like feeling up his butt and he's like, I'm searching you for charcoal or whatever. And uh he gets to his like <laughs> privates and we hear that crinkle and all of a sudden hank looks at the audience he looks at every single person in the eyes and he's just like blackout blackout <laughs> which means like and the show on a wonderful joke <laughs> See, yeah. so the show ends abruptly and we cut to hank in charlie fortner's office and um Charlie Fortner's just like, well, you felt my diaper. Oh, because I wear adult diapers. Oh, poor Charlie. What is the meaning of this? Like somebody planned this. Somebody planned this because there's no way it could just be coincidence that you have a grown man show up on stage, shit himself and flash the audience (laughs) in a diaper. (laughs) (laughs) So pointed. (laughs) I also have shit my pants and shown my dick to everyone. Yeah. (laughs) This was this was insulting. No way. This is a coincidence. And Hank's like, I promise you this. There was no way we they, we didn't know. It's, it was simply a, a mistake. And Charlie Fortner does not believe him. And Hank's just like, well, you can't be embarrassed, sir. Not around me because I also wear a diaper, <laughs> which I thought was like really smart. <laughs> but Charlie Fortner's not I mean, having any of it. Right He's like, it. oh, yeah. What's the most absorbent brand? And Hank's like, <laughs> and Charlie Fortner's just like, your improv group is done. Yep. Never again. <sighs> so Hank relays this message to Bobby and Bobby is just like, I don't know why you let this happen. You let the commissioner like shut down our group. Like your dad is a nobody. He's an assistant manager. Right. Like there's no power here. He can't control it. And so, um, it's, you know, Bobby's very disappointed, but then I think Peggy is the one that's just like, 
you can still perform. You just don't have, you know, you can do it like at malls or wherever, where everyone goes to see improv shows. (laughs) Just as long as it's not at like a propane place. Right. Um, So go perform at a mall. And so they get the gang together and they set up their mall show at a food court and they start performing. And Bobby is like putting out all of these awesome propane jokes, Mm -hmm. but wrong audience, right? That he cannot read an audience. It's not landing. He, he cannot. Right. Um, so, uh, no one understands their propane jokes because they're just common people. (laughs) They don't understand. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, but Hank is off stage laughing harder than I've ever heard. And it, that <laughs> melted my heart. He yeah. was like literally it's like a- bending over and he sounded like he was crying just like, <laughs> it's so <laughs> sweet. It's such a, it could just like Bobby looking over and seeing how hard Hank is laughing. It's just like, Oh, it's really nice. Sweet. He, he sees that nobody in this food court is laughing. They're just there on their lunch breaks or whatever. They really don't care. They didn't come here to see this. Absolutely. And, nobody came on their lunch yeah. break at their retail job to watch an improv show. I'd rather die at a food court. <laughs> I would <laughs> in that very moment. I'd be like, I'm done. I've reached my limit. Yeah. Now you're going to make me not. watch improv. Goodbye. And there's not even alcohol there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And so no one's getting it and Bobby sees this. So he kind of turns and just finishes the scene and is performing for his dad. And his dad is just like busting up, (laughs) loving it. He's just like cutting up and, um, and, and the episode ends. (laughs) That's it. Yay. (laughs) Unless I forgot something. No, you got it. You nailed everything. You did it. What a good job. Thank you. Sorry about all of the tangents. No, no, we're (laughs) not apologizing for anything. We're not apologizing for anything because those were all great. But before we get into our, do you have to pee again? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually have to pee too, but I've been holding it for hours. Ama. So, she thinks this is like a a thing that she has to prove she thinks it's a thing i told her like i'm in charge of my body my body doesn't tell me what (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm we're so sorry it's so late it's all you i'm you're our guest please give us all of your favorite quotes moments uh ideas thoughts from this episode so I want to start with a question because mm. for me, one of my favorite things that kind of struck me at the tail end of this episode was how Hank kind of reacts with jokes that he's seen and like how he just kind of finds them funny every single time. And that's a really rare thing for a sketch to do. So I always yeah. like to ask people like, what are your favorite sketches or like things that you've seen that like are reliably funny every time you watch them? Oh, that's a great question. Ooh, do you have anything, Jack? One. That's something I have to like think about. Uh, do you have anything? Well, there's there's not a whole lot because like there's always that. I think everybody relates to it where you like when you first saw it, you laughed hysterically. And then the next 18 times you saw it, you laughed really hard inside, you know? Yeah. But like there's no facial expression. There's no like actual laughing out loud, anything like that. But I do. And and. I almost hate to admit how much I like American dad. I love American dad (laughs) so much. And there's so many moments from that show that still 
make me just crack out laughing every single time. And it's, it's usually just some ridiculous, dumb statement that one of the characters have made. I can't even think of one right now, but they're just, there's always something from it that makes me laugh out loud again and again. Oh, you know what? I can think of one. There's this whole like B plot in an episode where Steve does a trapped in the closet parody where he's like trapped in the locker and it makes me laugh so hard every single time. <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. It's this ridiculous B plot and it's fucking hysterical because the guy who does Steven's voice is, you know, he's an amazing singer. He's an amazing voice actor and he does such a good job with it. And the, and the storyline is hysterical. So that is one thing that always makes me laugh every single time I see it. Okay. I think um, what comes to mind for me, I know there's got to be other stuff, but uh, off the top of my head, there was a period in middle school where we, we lost cable and then just like didn't get it back for months and months. And uh, I, back then, like, I recorded a lot of stuff on my VHS tape, like shows that I like. Very cool. Very smart. Um, Thank you. (laughs) And uh, I had just like so many episodes of Kids in the Hall and um, Strangers with Candy. Yes. Yeah. And uh, some episodes of Whose Line Is It Anyway? And so I just ended up watching those episodes over and over and over. And even though I knew like, what was coming, it was still just like, and I feel like I don't do that anymore where it's Mm -hmm. like, I see something once and I'm just like, now that's done. And I, I don't go back to that. (laughs) Yeah. I think strangers with candy is a big one that also makes me laugh every single fucking time. Every time it's it's, so fucked up. It's so crazy. It's insane. And it just kills me every time. What about you? It is so good. Oh gosh. Strangers with candy is so good. Yes. Um, Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. The cult episode where oh, yes. oh it ends with like Stephen Colbert doing that dance just like by <laughs> himself. So like that I church song. Whenever I see him on like his late night talk I, show, I'm just like strangers with candy. I think about yeah. that too. And I'm like, if everyone knew the shit that you said and did in strangers with candy, you would be canceled <laughs> instantly. How yeah. have we not canceled Stephen Colbert at this point? Like it was the most un PC show in the entire world, but it was so aware of itself. Right. Like yeah. it knew what and, it was and, doing. And I think that's a big piece of it. Cause I was just reading something the other day about like, with so many characters that we've had on TV in the past and they're like, will we never see characters like that again? And I think it kind of depends on if the show was aware of that. Right. So like Jack Donaghy on 30 rock is awful, but the show knows that he's awful. And that's kind of the point. Right. If they took it seriously. I think, no, you don't get that character back. Um, Michael Scott, same thing. Like the show understands that he's tone deaf. So yeah, you can, you couldn't recreate the magic of the office in and of itself. That's I'm not saying that, but like right. it doesn't take a character like that off the table as being allowed to be made because the show knows that he's bad. So right, agreed. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I that like- I think Stranger Than Candy is a lot of that too. Like it's yeah, just absolutely. it knew exactly what it was doing, and if you under if you as a viewer understand that, then it does exactly what it needs to do. If you don't, right. That's tougher. And I don't really know how to help you also. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every turn of that show, it like knows 
what's like the worst thing we could do or say uh, to make these people terrible? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Every time, every time they're just like, what's the worst thing we can do? What's the worst thing we can say? Kind of like South Park. Like, we're yeah. just going to go for it. There was something a little bit more like righteous about South Park, I thought, though. Oh, well, yeah. They always have something. Sorry, Alma. A point. Anyway, so did we get... We didn't let Alma answer. We didn't even let Alma. We didn't let Alma answer. It's Alma, fine. please. You asked us one question. <laughs> and we went off for <laughs> 10 minutes. Jesus. And I like I like where it took us, so I'll, I'll okay. allow it. Um, so some of the work that I do when the world is not partially to fully shut down is like work on campuses and at companies. So I travel a lot. And part of that is just kind of like being in hotels and like hotels are weird places to kind of live mm-hmm. a lot of your life. And Key and Peele has an episode or a sketch about continental breakfast at hotels, oh. which is like the most objectively boring land thing that you can imagine. And it's this character that goes I love a continental, continental breakfast, breakfast and like loses his mind at the luxury of it. And just like <laughs> everything he sees, he just gets more and more excited. <laughs> I love a continental breakfast. I will die screaming about how much I love it. Okay, you will love this sketch because just everything he sees, he's just like, oh, it's just he's overwhelmed with it to the point where like he takes a bite of something and is like crying and like (laughs) drinks like a tiny yogurt and is like, I'll have what I'm having. And it's so funny. (laughs) Every time I watch it and then like, like most TMP sketches, it has like a weird turn at the end and it's incredible and I will not ruin it, but I'll look it up. It it is not, not only is it funny every time I watch it, it somehow gets funnier every time I watch it. Like there's something a little bit different or like you hear it in a it's so, so, so good. So, like, yeah. sketches like that, I think that's an incredibly special thing to be able to give somebody. Amazing. I love Key and Peele. I love it. I, I mean, laugh so hard at their shit. God. And I do love a continental breakfast, and I'm always so thrilled when there's one there. I know. If, if I you... know it should be boring and, and typical, but I'm always just like, bagels and cream cheese? <laughs> oh, allow me to fuck this up if they have the uh like waffle that turns over i'm just like this is the most fancy thing i've ever been to Uh, you will love this sketch so much it's so fun awesome great all right (sighs) i know (sighs) all right what else you got for us babe um so another thing about that last scene um I was lucky enough to get to do a comedy festival in New York a couple weeks ago. And part of that experience was doing a panel with like other women about like working in the business and like how to stay sane doing it. Cause comedy for women is sometimes not fun and sometimes actively awful. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that came up from someone was like, if you're in a room and you're like doing jokes and you can just tell like the audience is not with you, what do you do? Or like, how do you move past that when it doesn't like feel good? And I brought up this episode and the idea of like in any room that you're in, there's usually like one or two people that like get it that are there with you and like being able to turn to them and just be like, it's you and me now, like this is our show. And like, that can be like a really powerful way to kind of take some of that power back. Um, so like being able to talk to somebody and just be like, I'm just going to talk about an episode of King of the Hill. Cause I was probably going to do that anyway, if you talk to me long <laughs> enough, but in this case it actually makes sense. 
And it was just nice to be able to see that play out again and like use that as a tool for the next time I'm in a room and I can tell like people aren't getting it or they're not hearing it the way I want them to hear it or aren't fully present. Someone is there. And if you can find that person, you can get through it and then kind of move on to the next thing. So that was an interesting thing to to do. Because I'll just stare at them the entire time. Uh, yeah, hey, if it's they're it's vibing on it, you've you've made a commitment to me now, and we're in this together. I just need one person to laugh, and now you are getting the full brunt of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, sorry if you did not want this, but here we are. <laughs> and now you have you cannot stop smiling because I'm looking right at you. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, what else? Oh, the uh, the Hank and Peggy conversation, like after she suggests that they should do shows other places. And Hank's like, there are 60 million people who use propane. And Peggy's like, that doesn't sound right. I think it's 6 million. (laughs) And just that quick exchange of Hank being like, do you want me to go get the book? And Peggy's like, yes, I do. And yes, I do. (laughs) I love it. Just like digging her heels in and being like, (gasps) I was right about propane maniacs and I'm right about this. Like that was just, oh, so funny. (laughs) I wish I knew who was right. uh, Who do you think is right? You know Hank is right. The audacity of Peggy to think that she knows better than Hank with propane. Come yeah, on. Yeah, she's babe. like, that number sounds too high. And I'm like, ma'am, this has nothing to do with you. First of all, 60 million isn't that high in a country of 360 million. Like, <laughs> yeah. She should know better. Like, she was telling Bobby, like, you can't make jokes about propane. And here she is questioning his knowledge about propane. Well, I bet they had, like, a, a nice makeup sesh afterwards. I, I hope so. <laughs> I'm still. Thinking- I don't think they did. <laughs> Amy thinks they have this wonderful sex life where Peggy takes her bra off, and I know that she doesn't. <laughs> I know she doesn't. I know. I know she leaves it on <laughs> just just on his birthday. That's it. Just on his, just on his birthday, he gets a blowjob and no bra. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a blowjob. I, I I very seriously doubt it, but. At the very least, bra off. I gotta say this. We so we did the watch party last night, and somebody said that Peggy wears a Playtex bra from Walmart, and it made me laugh (laughs) so hard because I immediately pictured myself in that aisle in Walmart looking at the Playtex bras that are just full coverage. I laughed so hard. Nothing nothing getting out of there. Yeah. I was like styrofoam. banging my fist on the table laughing. I was like, she does buy, buy play text. I'm telling you, I was I was trying to like like describe it, but that that That's is it. What that is, that is it. it. And of course she would like buy like like an like a cream color playtex bra. Oh, yeah. yeah, nothing so nothing's getting out of there. Just straps are like this thick. <laughs> It's like wearing a backpack for your boobs. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, it's essentially like a bulletproof, it's a bulletproof vest. Just it truly is. getting out of there. It truly is. It should have pockets. <laughs> it should. <laughs> it really should. Oh, man. Whew. All uh, right. What else did I have? Oh, um, so my household is a Sound of Music household. My mom loves <gasps> that movie, and it's like one of six movies in the world that she'll watch. And the moment where like the show is started because Dale can't stop it. And like, they're trying to get Joe Jack to come out. It just reminded me of that scene in the sound of music where like 
the Von Trapps win the competition, but they've already left to go to Germany. <laughs> He's like, Joe Jack, Joe Jack, Joe Jack. And I just kept thinking of like, the Von Trapp family singers, the family Von Trapp, and then nobody shows up. <laughs> oh, I am so excited that there's a Sound of Music reference in this episode. <laughs> I love that movie. I, I know, and they sing the saddest version of, like, Edelweiss, and then they yep. won, and then they're just like, the Von Trapp family, and they're just like, the sp- that thing where the spotlight cuts over and no one's there. And just oh, that small so moment dramatic. of like, maybe if I say it differently, they'll come out and it didn't work for them and it didn't work for Joe <laughs> They're gone. They're gone. They're they're on the mountains now. They're headed yep. out to freedom, I guess, right? Yeah. They're climbing yeah, every they're mountain to escape the Nazis. Movie. They're escaping the Nazis. Right. That's what I thought. Okay. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. And the nuns. And then them. what else did I have? Um so good. Oh, like right at the beginning from the jump when Bobby is doing Connie's toenails and he's like, you say Linda did your toes? She's a butcher. (laughs) (laughs) So funny to me. Because like maybe she is, but just that terminology of it is just hilarious to me. (laughs) They are a young married couple. They really are. They are living their life. All right, I think that's, I think we touched most other stuff, so I will hold the rest for trivia. Ooh, okay, so Jackie, don't look at my notes because I have trivia in them. I know you're going to look because you're a sneaky sneakerson. Yeah, right. You're the sneakiest one. You are. Okay, (laughs) so I don't, I don't have a whole lot. Okay, so... I'm not looking. I'm looking at this bra. She's (laughs) okay. All right. So again, okay. So to piggyback off what you said, Ama, when we were talking about when you're talking about uh, how they're a married couple, he's doing her toenails. She's looking at the the magazine. She's like, "Hey, do you want to do the crossword together?" Like, like married rich New Yorkers do. And he says, "Like Tony Randall and his (laughs) wife." no tony randall he was born in 1920 i just love it i love that so many dated references well because everybody who wrote him was like way too (laughs) fucking old but it's still absolutely right but it's hysterical because it just works for him (laughs) bobby i think about that a lot Huh? I think about a lot. I think about that a lot with Bobby because it's like Tony Randall. He brings up like Jackie Gleason, who like yeah. I barely know who he is. Yes, Bobby, like, Gleason. But like the the phenomenon of that, I think, kind of lives on in Gene from Bob's Burgers, who regularly says things, and I'm like, why does yes. he know that he's ten years old? Yes, and it's just so funny to me about like that's just a function of adults writing kids, and it's so funny. I just I'm, I love it so much. So I think true. that all the time about Bob's Burgers. I'm just like these kids are way too fucking smart and they're they know roommates. way too much. They're like roommates. They're just roommates. That's yeah. ridiculous. They are in their thirties, but <laughs> okay. So I love when Bobby, he's just miserable, miserable working at his dad's job, which I don't know if any of you two have had to like work at your dad's job, but I've had to do it before. My dad worked in construction. So it was, what awful could you have possibly done i was i'm strong as fuck i lifted things <laughs> but I, it seems like a liability you should have like work insurance you're, you're absolutely right you're take it up with my dad but uh hank was just like he's so excited talking about 
something that Bobby does not care about. And he's like, do you have any questions? And Bobby's like, what's a dip, dude? Wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's a dip tube? What do you mean by vessel? What's the maximum allowable filling level? And isn't it about time for a coffee break? I'm fading here. <laughs> and that's how I feel every day at work. Like, can I just maybe get some coffee, please? And also leave me alone. Thank you. <laughs> And it's like, I can't look at these words anymore. Just let me have coffee or <laughs> just or just fuck off one or the other. Yeah. Uh, this this is just a really good Hank line. It's very hanky where they're looking at the signed photo of Charlie Fortner. And Hank was just like, he's the single most powerful man in Texas propane. He's what Fritz Kubiak is to the county utility board. <laughs> what is what? Why does Hank know that? Of course he does. And he's just like, this will make them understand. <laughs> They'll get it. They'll get it. God. Um, I wrote a note that just said, I would have been so annoyed if I was watching Bobby do that. I'd be like, ugh, whose stupid kid is this? <laughs> and I remember now it was at the grill extravaganza. <laughs> and I would just be like, oh God, here's somebody somebody's kid who's going to make a scene and we all have to pretend we like it. God damn it. <laughs> if somebody came out and it was like a kid. And if there was a keyboard, like later on, I'd be like, what? I, I, that that's another one of mine. I said, I would, I would kill myself if I was one of those employees and I had to watch that. Show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's bad, but I felt like I was watching it. I was like, Jesus, if somebody made me watch their kids improv sketch comedy thing i would be like i fucking quit bye <laughs> i gotta go to the it's bathroom like, and then not come out for an hour <laughs> it's like if there's even a small chance this will happen again i can't work here anymore i can't, like, I can't do this i can't do this and, no. and okay i'm saying all of this and i will i will tell you though emma before we did this i was like jackie i fucking hate this episode i can't stand it but <laughs> now, but now, now that we've talked about it, I actually have a, a new understanding and appreciation for it because at first I was like, it's, it's bringing back painful memories of me having to watch my friends do improv and yeah. theater when I was in high school and I can't mm -hmm. handle it. I'm getting secondhand embarrassment and it's painful. But when we started talking about like the really sweet, dad and father son aspect to it i was like that's really what it's about it's like now we're speaking your language well right and now we're talking to me and the things that i care about <laughs> but well, i do feel like that's what this episode actually is about it's it's not bobby's improv skills we know he's good we know he's funny we know he's got the chops but it's more just a connection for hank and bobby and and I'm embarrassed to say it took me until literally just us talking 30 minutes ago for me to realize that. Hey, I didn't realize that till just now. How about that? Okay, good. <laughs> well, and I, I feel like if anything, it will allow you to dig your heels in deeper if anybody tries to make you watch improv now, which <laughs> happens to me on an inordinate basis. But it's like, if it's not about you making up with your dad, I want no part of it. <laughs> if there isn't a tearjerker moment, you can get fucked. I, I will not be there. Can't watch your yeah. improv show because I haven't talked to my dad in 10 years. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
episodes. It's like, oh, this was just you about, about you making friends in your 30s. No, thank you. I'm not rewarding that. I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. Good I'm for you. I'm not interested in your <laughs> perspective on whatever. Uh, okay. No. I, I love, uh, let's see. Give me a second. Oh, I also put, um, my biggest fear is having someone single me out in an audience. Like Charlie Fortner. He was like, no, no, I'm good. And then Hank was so persistent. I would have been like, I'm leaving. I would have gotten up and left. I would have been like, yeah. I, can't, I can't do this. Please, please. The last thing I want is to be in front of a bunch of people. And this is such an irrational fear. But, and I've said this to you, Jackie, when we were watching Magic Mike XXL, I was like, <laughs> you know what? I could never go to like one of those big male strip shows because they always single out the fat girl and they bring her on stage and then they like twist her around and throw her all over the place. And if that's me, I'd rather die. I would rather die. But what if it was like, um, Joe man, Janelle, and he puts you in a machine, like a, I drops you into a cage. I don't want any part of that. I just want to move. I just want to watch from a distance. I don't want to be on stage. I just don't want to do it. I want to be in the cage because then I know where I need to stay. (laughs) (laughs) And there's just driving off clear directions. That's true. I don't have to think about it. That's true. That's where I am. (laughs) All right. Uh, another thing that I love is when Hank is trying to apologize to Charlie Fortner and he was like, I didn't even know that you were diapers. <laughs> diapers. <laughs> the, 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 diff, the pause between syllables just diapers. kills me every time. Um, let's see. What else we got? Hank's when, when uh, Bob goes up, uh, Bobby, Bob, when Bob, Bobby. when Bobby goes up to him, and she's like, dad, I came up with a new ender. And he's like, you must buy, you must buy propane. <laughs> and he's like, well, you didn't laugh. Did you not think it was funny? He was like, no, it's funny. In fact, it's the funniest thing funniest I've ever heard. <laughs> he's so serious. And he's so <laughs> intense in that moment. That it's, was maybe my favorite moment. So good. <laughs> maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> just with no emotion except for despair. <laughs> it is. It's uh, just, it's a sign of how deeply affected he was by like Charlie Fortner not approving of him. He's like, this is hilarious. And I've been able to laugh openly this whole time. And I just can't do it right now. Like, right. Funny, it's now we've found the funniest thing I've ever heard. And I can't even laugh at it. Right. Yeah. All right. And my last one is that we get a Lulee's moment. Yeah. They're all at Lulee's. Yeah. Love it. Love a Lulee's moment. Very good. All right, Jack, you got some stuff for us? Barely. That's okay. fine. Did we already get them all? <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's see. We said that. Okay. So I have this quote by Bobby and Hank. It's, um, I think when Bobby first started his internship and Bobby says, you know, it's weird, dad, but I don't totally understand what propane is. And Hank says, well, no one will ever totally understand sweet lady propane. <laughs> <laughs> and that's he's, all that's all so, my quotes he's so wistful <laughs> that's it <laughs> sorry I said all over you that's all you got everything else has been said <sighs> uh, okay that's fine it happens uh, well all I was going to say extra is that I was in a pro, uh, propane group an improv group <laughs> cool cool okay so <laughs> and uh i was in this group for a year we were called 
super happy improv troupe. Mm-hmm. I remember. The acronym was shit. Yes. So we Amazing. Tell people we're the shit. <laughs> we were almost very angry guys in neckties armada. Who? Vagina. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, um, so I got to do a lot of like really fun like shows, mm-hmm. but I've definitely been in shows where it was just like whoever's in charge, like whoever's like in charge of the show, like starting and ending the scenes. I've definitely been in like shows where they did not know what they were doing and it just kept going and you were just like this is a never ending nightmare. No! no Everyone's watching me and it's a nightmare. So no, I know why you would not want to go. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I did meet all of your uh, improv friends. I forgot about that. <laughs> it went on my 21st birthday in New York. We got shit hammered in a bar together and they were all on ecstasy. <laughs> it, was what? it was great. It was a really fun night. Yeah, that's fun. It's a good time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> listener comments. Are you ready? Uh, I've got yes. a listener comments on. Yeah, she has a song. She doesn't have access to listener comments. You know what? I should have taken screenshots and sent them to you. That's what I should have done. Well, we are. I apologize. That's okay. okay. Next time we will know better. We will know better. Okay. We can mouth the comments to you if you want to repeat them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. We're going to do a listener comment song from our voicemail. From our voicemail, 386-530-3876. There you go. (laughs) She got it too. All right. So Funk funk 30 firm. That's right. All right. So if you're ready, we're going to do it to it. Here we go. Hello, this is John Tavius here. I think I got a listener comment song for you. I was listening to a little Frank Sinatra, and I think I, uh, I got something going here. Listener comments, oh yeah. Listener comments, oh yeah. You'll be listening for the rest of your life. Hey, listener comments, oh yeah. Love you, Jackie. Love you, Amy. That was Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Oh, that piece of shit. Coming back from the <laughs> bowels of hell to leave us a listener comment. <laughs> that was John, I think. That's what it said. John, thank you. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. I love the, the timekeeping that you were doing. I know. At first, I was just like, I don't know about this, but I got. You did such a great job. I know. My goodness. Thank you. Yay. Okay. Yay. Yay. All right. So let's get to some listener comments. You know what, Ama? I am going to send you some. I'm going to send you some. Because it's not fair. I'm going to send them. I'm going to send screenshots on Instagram to you from our ho yeah. Ama, please, you go first. Uh, Let's see. From Delirious, Buck and Cotton chase skirt together. Gross. <laughs> Which, yes, <I> agree. <laughs> That's right. I forgot to mention that. Like, where he was just like, you're funny like your grandpa. We used to chase skirt together. Oh. Your grandpa was a mean kind of funny. <laughs> Kai UB38 says, you must buy, you must buy, you must buy. 
propane. <laughs> I love this. Chris CXK says the propane maniacs. Peggy is the only maniac. <laughs> <laughs> she she truly is. <laughs> A couple people pointed out the uh, which brand is more absorbent. Uh, get out. <laughs> And I thought that was funny because it reminded me of like the Isle 8A episode. And I was like, Hank had to learn all that stuff about megalosorbency <laughs> and can't answer the diaper question. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> he could have been like, I wear like megalo heavy. Megalo heavy. Obviously. I have uh, two comments that I'm going to squeeze together. Uh, one is by disgruntled toaster mm. and it says legit the only time we ever see hank really laugh and then the other one is by mcpeekaboo zero and it says one of the absolute worst episodes i hate <laughs> hank's douche laugh <laughs> god i love it i love it and Bender's Redemption says, this is my most hated, <laughs> my most hated episode in the series. I got to know, is it because of the improv thing? Because if so, I get it. But if it's got to be, what else? But Bender's Redemption, let me know if maybe this episode changed your mind because we're talking about how sweet this episode actually is. Yeah, think about your father. <laughs> <laughs> I've always hated that piece of shit. Yeah, Thanks a lot. <laughs> I will hate it. <laughs> Uh, the one and only Robin, and on the keyboard, the big D himself, Rusty Shackleford. <laughs> <laughs> There's no D at all in that. <laughs> no, no. Well, at the end, but that feels excessive. <laughs> uh, Afro.stash says, Joe Jack smashing car windows. Hank, probably pre-show jitters. <laughs> Serious fucking jitters. <laughs> a quote by Hello.Jello says, A man on stage asks me for a diaper. Now somebody thought that through. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Delaria says, Want me to get the book? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Reiki Rose says, I would like to know more about Joe Jack's mom. Me too. Like yeah, like she Jack worked Jack. hard to provide for her family. More Joe Jack backstory. I want it. Seriously. You're right. I never thought about that, Ama. Like, we get so much. We even get a backstory on the other Donna with MySpace, right? Like that yeah, episode. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We get like a full-on story about her and how she writes crazy MySpace posts and she just wants to feel heard and she's creative. But we never get anything with JoJack. Why? What gives? That's wild. I'm surprised. No. Uh, Lieberg Art says, weird to see Hank laugh. <laughs> it kind of is. A lot about Hank's laugh. Yeah. yeah, people either love it or they hate it. Which, I mean, kind of feels like that for this episode overall. Because I'm seeing, like, I love this episode or I hate this episode. And yeah. I guess I never really thought of it as being one of the more polarizing ones. I know. I haven't gotten this much, like... I haven't seen this much uh, discrepancy since um, Pygmalion. Ooh, which was... That one's a huge that's one. That's a rough one. That was a rough one. That one's... 
overwhelmingly hate. We, but we even got like some emails. Oh well, they had like, a very good point. You know, I mean, they, everyone is valid. Everyone's yeah. point is valid, of course. Like it's just you know, it's just your take on it. You know, right? But everyone's valid for sure. And and okay, so totally off topic. But somebody sent us a message, and I I don't remember who it was. It's not in here. But they were just like, I love Luann calling Joe Jack's flask a mini canteen. <laughs> <laughs> Not a flask. It's a mini Mini canteen. canteen. (laughs) Yeah, like, I wonder, like, is that the word she uses for it? Is that what she thought it was? Or is that just like a regional thing? Like, I have so many questions. Is that like a trauma thing where she's just like, yeah, no, that's like a mini canteen. It's fine. I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to say nothing. Yeah, because you were probably taught not to. Yeah. Five star dot man said, I think ultimately what we kind of came to is Hank always looks best when his world and Bobby's world intersect major dad points. And that was really Ooh, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> okay. So my last one, disgruntled toaster, Peggy's face when Bobby says propaniacs instead of propane maniacs. <laughs> All right. My, I think this is, my last one by suitcase wine and they say joe jack's finest episode honey (laughs) (laughs) oh okay real quick real quick rose is enough is the one who said luann calling a flask a mini canteen wanted to make sure i gave them credit Well, in the last one, there were a couple people that said, Joe Jack's, i did a bad thing honey it gets me every (laughs) time bad thing and And I have a trivia question about it, so I'll leave it there, but... He has so many good lines throughout the series. He does. Remember, like, the one where uh, Hank's uh, poopy colon ends up in that art museum, Mm -hmm. and Joe Jack's just like, you gotta chew more honey. (laughs) (laughs) That was, like, one of the moments where I was just like, oh, those writers are putting things in here that I'm, like, not seeing. (laughs) And I have to pay attention. (laughs) And again, Excellent. like, that's the kind of thing that's like, Joe Jack, who are you? Like, right. what's going on there? Right. What's your origin story? What's your background? Why don't we know more about you? Are you married? Are you single? Are you divorced? Do you want to talk to us about how you feel? I'd love to know. I bet he does some, like, really interesting stuff. I bet he's, like, a artist. Just the fact that he calls people honey. I know, honey, right? Isn't honey. that? Yeah. He calls Hank honey. It's like so anyone. endearing. Yeah. You gotta chew more honey. Right. And Hank's just like, don't call me honey. He's just like, thank you, Joe Jack. He's just like, I know Joe Jack. Yeah. Right. <sighs> like it's a very sweet gesture from a man who's clearly going through a lot. Right. Yeah. Right. No kidding. All right. Excellent listener comments, everybody. Very good job. As always. Thank you. As always. But I think it's time to get into trivia. All right. Trivia. Moisten up those lips. (laughs) How about you, Ama? You wordy. Oh my god. I tried to make. I tried to do some, uh, some for you and some for Jackie, but part of me just wants to give them all to Ama because she's so good. Okay, try not to sound too turned on. (laughs) You do sound very excited by the idea of trying to stop. (laughs) That's a good point. 
But <laughs> if you'll allow me <laughs> to get off on these trivia comments. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I am going to let you go first, though. I'm going to get you one. I'm going to get you. You ready? Wait, am I going first? Like being. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yet? I'm asking you a question first. Just go, um, go ahead, please. Just um. Uh, so oh. keep your mouth shut. Okay. If yeah. she doesn't know it, can I chime in? You can, but you have to give yes. her a solid five seconds I'm to not, figure I'll, it out. I'll obviously wait. I'm not rude. <laughs> All right. Mama. What yes. type of gauge is used on a propane tank that has a dip tube welded in the vessel? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like Bobby, I was just wanting coffee at the moment. <laughs> We should let Alma ask her questions first. Well, too late. So, Jackie, oh. what's your answer? <laughs> it's a Allen tube. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is a fixed maximum liquid level gauge. Oh. Yeah, we could have been here for four days and I never would have gotten there. I, I can't even tell you how many times I paused and reversed that part just so I could like type it out. Oh Every God. single word I had to pause, reverse. Okay, so Ama, you go ahead now that I've stolen the, the thunder of the first trivia. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Oh, okay. So this is kind of a exterior trivia question. Ooh. Oh, okay. So... A line from Jojack, Baby Did a Bad, Bad Thing, is a line from a song that was in a movie that came out around this time. What movie was it? Terms of Endearment. (laughs) Fun guess, but no. I don't know. Baby Did a Bad, Bad Thing. Ah. Let's see. Came out around the time of the air date. A little bit before it. Well, obviously before it, but like around that time. Uh, uh, look who's talking. <laughs> great, great guess, but no. Great uh, guess. Was it the rules, the rules of engagement. With <laughs> part two. Part two with Tommy Lee <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Sam Jackson, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Listen, it's a perfectly logical guess. Rules of engagement was the number one movie at the time. Uh, Tokyo no. Drift, right? <laughs> Tokyo Drift, yes. The answer is Eyes Wide Shut. Ah! Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. I've never seen that, have you? I've only seen the orgy scene. It's weird. Yeah. What's, what scene was that in? Was it Tom Cruise saying that? Because now I want to kill my baby. The song was in... I don't know. Like I think it was a sex scene between him and Nicole Kidman and like oh. the song was on in the background. <gasps> for it to then show up in this context is so weird. Like again, who was Joe Jack when he's not at work? But yeah. And shitting his pants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, Alma, you got more trivia. That was a good one. I do. Um so how many suits did Jackie Gleason have during the honeymooners, depending oh, on his I know weight? this one. Oh, go ahead. Six. Six. Yes, yes, yes. Six. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Okay, the last one. Mm, yeah, the last one I'll do, because I think we covered the other ones, are... So there is a code color for when they sold out of the last Char King Imperial at Girls Stravaganza. What code color is it? And it's two words. 
Oh my god. Um Blue Azor. I was gonna say like Alpha Orange. Alright, Alpha Orange. Jackie Blue Urgas. Azor. Blue no. Azor. Blue Azor. <laughs> no. It is code double red. So it is a oh, big emergency. Double red. That's extra bad. Extra bad. Code double extra red. Bad. All right. Oh, wait. I did have right. one more. Oh, here we go. Sorry. One more. No, where, please. Where was the Southwest Propane Trade Show and Conference held? Where do they travel to it. to go to it? I, I, well, I know. Do you mean too. like, oh, wait, wait, wait. What where city? was it held? What city? what city? Oh, I don't know that. Arlington? Ten. Arlington. Arlington. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a delay. <laughs> You're such a liar. <laughs> yes, it was Arlington. Very good. Thank Very you. good. Very good us. Okay. I'm only going to do one more trivia question. You? Yep. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, if, if I'm almost done. Yes, I'm done. Okay. In what order do they travel to the many, many Strickland propane uh, areas, uh, establishments? What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> don't look at it. Okay, fine. Okay, so I, and I don't know if I wrote it in order, but this is all I have to go on. And the order that I wrote it was North, East, West, and South. Oh, you fucking nailed it. Oh, damn. Of course she came prepared. How how could I even think otherwise? God, very good. <laughs> it's very such good. a good sight gag. Big map, it small is. distances. Hysterical. Killed me every time. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to read my shower notes and some of them are so messed up. Like, <laughs> you have any trivia? Can you read that? Sneeze me? Sneeze in me? Sneeze in me. And do you sneeze in me? That? Sneeze oh, in I, know meat. The, I know what sneeze it is. Sneeze in meat. That guy sneezed in the meat. That's right. Yeah, when they were watching Dateline, he's like, I've seen this episode before. The guy sneezes in the meat. Hank sneezes in the meat. (laughs) All right. What about this? It doesn't matter. Oh, butane is a, well, whatever. A bastard gas? Yay is the funniest sound. Stop it. These are my notes. (laughs) My shower notes. Uh, Okay. um, Okay, here's my trivia. What are the three things you don't want to bring to your 4th of July BBQ? (sighs) Oh. Get it, Alma. Get it. Do you know it? I think I might. Uh-uh. Uh, one Maybe of them I is oh, one of them is butane, and one of them is your mother-in-law, and I don't remember the first one. I think it's charcoal. Charcoal, butane, and your mother-in-law. Is yes. it? Yes. Good yes! teamwork. <laughs> we did it. Do we know what this says? Nope, sure don't. Yuck and sure he common. <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> that could be one of the things that you put in our post for All this right. week. <laughs> All right. So we are done with trivia. We're done with the episode review. I have one more thing. One more Ugh. question. This says, what, infant funniest thing ever, Picard? In fact, it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <gasps> yes! <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. How did you read that? <laughs> It was the screenshot I saw. I could tell. Okay, this should be its own segment. Just <laughs> try and guess what Amy Jack Cipher's Jackie Shower. Amma, thank you so so much for joining us. I know. Thank you so much, and and 
and sorry we took up so much of your time, but we are so appreciative and thank you. Listen, I've gotten to do this two times and both times it's been the bright spot of the day and however long it takes, I will take it. So thank you both for having me, letting me come back and Uh to talk a little bit more about funny stuff and cartoons. Any, any time. Amma, please, uh, you have an event coming up, don't you? I do. On August 21st, I'm Mm -hmm. doing a Zoom comedy benefit show. And let me make sure that I have the information right for the charity that it is benefiting. But it is Mm -hmm. on August 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. And now I got to pull up the picture. That's my grandma's birthday. It's a good date. So it's to benefit a group called Alpha Women. And the description for it is Alpha Women is a multi-platform network of diverse women leaders who are talented, brave, resilient, dedicated, and deeply connected to promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion. Their mission is to help all women everywhere optimize their lives physically, mentally, professionally, and financially. So I will be telling jokes on their behalf at that show. I don't have ticket information yet, but when I do have it, I will pass it along. So hopefully you all can uh, come watch me online. I absolutely literally just googled alpha woman just as quickly as i could with my nails and the first thing that popped up was an alpha female is a powerful and successful woman often in a leadership role alpha females are often described as intimidating by men and women alike so perfect i don't know what else you need to hear about that august 21st august 21st 9 p.m but yeah Um, uh, so thank you so much where can everybody, where can we find you? We can find you on Twitter at Ama Marfo, right? Mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram, both at Ama Marfo. Awesome. Please go follow her. She is a joy and a delight and hilarious, obviously. I'm sure we'll tag her in our post for this episode. So you'll find her that way too. Yep. And if you don't already follow her. Yeah, yeah please follow along. If you don't follow her. Yeah, if you don't fuck it, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're, you're doing what are you doing? You're doing a bad job at life, okay? There's nothing. There's no reason. There's no reason. <laughs> All right. Everybody, follow us on hoyapod at gmail.com. Wait, no. Hoyapod on Instagram. Hoyapod on Twitter. Hello at hoyapod.com. You can send us listener comments there. You can send us listener comment songs there. Um, Facebook, hoyapod. We're all over the place. And until next time, mail us like oh, presents. We don't have a we don't have an address yet for mailing. We're going to set that up this week. We're going to set it up right away. Ama, are you ready? Yes. And until next time. Via con Dios. <laughs> Very good. Wait, okay, hold on. So, I don't want to wait. <laughs> <laughs> so long.